Y'all, Merry Christmas. It's here. This is Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. If you got a Bible, I want to just go to uh, Matthew chapter 2, and I'm going to share a short offering word with you. In verse 9, it says, after the wise men had heard from King Herod, they went on their way. Hold up. Two contrasts here. Wise men and King Herod. Two totally different ways to approach Christmas. Wise men approach Christmas with open hearts, open treasures, open lives. Herod approached Christmas with a stingy, untrusting spirit, a suspicious spirit, a jealous spirit, an insecurity, a fear about losing what he had. And because of his holding and grasping of his stuff, his treasure, his power, his authority, his position, he lost it all. Herod eventually self-destructed after he lived a very Scrooge-like life. And that is what happens when we hold on. But the wise men brought their stuff. And it says that they went ahead of them and they followed the star until it stopped over Bethlehem where the baby was. In verse 10, when, the, when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. And when they came to the house, they saw the child was with his mother Mary. And they bowed down and they worshipped him. So these wise, wealthy men began to worship this young baby. And they opened their treasures. By this time, Jesus would have been close to two years old, they, they believe. He had already been born, but he wasn't, he wasn't even a toddler yet. He was still uh, an infant. He was still a small baby boy. And they begin to present their treasures to this little baby boy, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And I love this picture because it's so powerful that the only way to approach Christmas, Jesus, the kingdom of God, is with a humble heart. And it is with that humble heart. Proverbs eleven twenty four says, the world of the generous. It requires humility to be generous. It requires trust. It requires surrender. That when we do that, our world gets larger and larger. Our treasures only increase when we bring it to Jesus. You know, this morning, we're going to give out some presents in just a little bit. And uh, I, I've got some special parts of my sermon that I want to bless some kids with some different presents that we've got. But you know, there is so much more joy in giving than there is receiving. And I love not just giving to our kids as a dad, not just being able to give to other people. Of course, the toy giveaways at the Dream Center were amazing. The toy giveaways for the single parents was so special. We got to bless one, one specific single parent mom who has not been able to have transportation this whole past year. She's been walking everywhere with her kids. We blessed her with a vehicle last Sunday. It was so special. And that, that, that is exciting. But you know, when we give in the offering, it's, it's saying, God, I trust you to use this for your kingdom. I trust you to use this however you want to reach another one of those people that we see on that screen. Another child, another mom, another dad. And so when we do that, God continues to enlarge our hearts. And we're going to bring our offering, our tithes to God today. This is still a part of our miracle offering week if you want to be a part of that. And uh, there's envelopes on the back of the chair. You could text to give, text VICTORY to 28950. You could do it online right there. And we are believing God as we go into 2023. We're excited. The conference is right at the start of the year. We're going to take time to fast and pray in January. We want to stir up our hearts to believe that 2023 will be a year of victory for every single one of you. That it will be a year of increase, of growth. Of, of continuing to mature as we all mature as believers in Christ, that we would continue to see God heal, redeem, restore, reconcile, and multiply what he's placed in our lives for his glory. So I'm going to pray over our tithes and offerings, 
And uh, actually, you know what? With all the children in the room, I want to invite up a, ch- uh, a young child to pray over the offering. Is there, is there anyone that would like to? Benny, do you want to come up and pray? All right, Benny, come on up here. You want to pray? Now, you're going to pray over. Oh, hold on. Everybody wants to now. Benny, do you want to, you know how to pray over the offering? Yes. Okay. All right. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. You can pray over the offering this morning. Uh, Jesus, help us um, get offering and people that don't have money get money and use your name. Amen. <laughs> Come on, Jesus. <laughs> That's a good prayer. All right. Y'all can go take a seat. I think the worship team is going to lead us in a song of worship. And uh, the ushers will be by in just a moment. We're going to give as we worship God. Our affection, our devotion, poured out on the feet of Jesus. Our affection, our devotion, poured out on the feet of Jesus. thank you for your son. God, we thank you for your love, your salvation, your forgiveness, your mercy, your grace. Thank you for the joy of Christmas. In Jesus' name. Well, let's stand to our feet. We're going to say our victory confession together. And if you're new to victory, we believe there's power in our words. We believe a divided world needs a united church. So we're going to lift each other's hands up on our left and on our right. And uh, we're going to say this confession 
together as a family. Come on, boys and girls, right here. All right, here we go. One, two, three. I'm here on purpose. may be seated. All right, I need a little bit of help. Dom, you want to come out here? Dom, you're going to be my elf helper. Come out here. I <laughs> and uh, Catherine, can I get one of those Santa hats? Come on. We're going to have a little bit of fun this morning. I I'll take both of them. I'll take both of them. Dom, put one of these guys on there. <laughs> All right, who would like a gift this morning? I'm looking for people who are sitting back, nice, white, smiling teeth, hands folded, peaceful. <laughs> Come on, Dom. Let's go out into the crowd. Did you bring your Bibles this morning? All right. I want us to go to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. Dom, why don't you open up the bag? What kind of goodies do we got in here? Luke chapter 2. The title of the message today is Discover the Mystery. Discover the Mystery. There it is. Ooh, look at that. That's nice. Why don't you go up to section B back there and go ahead and give it to one of the boys back there that came for Christmas. Daniel, I might need your help too. Go ahead. Open up something. In there. What do we got in there? We got something for, what, what do we got? All right, why don't you go and hand that out? That's a grocery basket playset. Yep, go ahead and find, find two people out there. All right, Pastor Ty, you're going to be one of my helpers too. What do we got in there? Go ahead and open something. Are y'all at Luke chapter 2 this morning? That's, that's a nice get. Would you find a girl in this section right here that would really like that? Dom, why don't you open up some more stuff in the basket? Come on. Jesus brings all the best gifts. That's a dino. Benny, you, you got some good stuff this morning. Let's find someone over there. Do you want to give a gift away to someone, Mackie? He said, I want it. <laughs> All right, Daniel, let's come over this way. In Luke 2, verse 1, it says, In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. Let's go over to this section. Y'all, just start giving some toys out to some boys and girls that came to church. Y'all, it pays to come to church on Christmas Day. Come on, somebody. We got some more presents over here. Oh, that's, not, that's a good game right there. That's a good board game right there. All right, Dom's going to come find you out there. Josh, would you go? I promised that I would bless my kids with at least one present from here. So just give them one present. Boys and girls, you guys got some good stuff already at the house, at Papa's house. Y'all are like, don't be harsh to your kids. Give them one present they can all share together. Is that okay? I'm asking their mommy. Is that all right? One present they can open over there. Pastor Ashley. All right. Okay. And we got a few more presents left. I'm going to bring this bag back here. Would you like a present? Yeah. Would you like something? Okay, that's for you over there. Come on, Merry Christmas. Turn to the person next to you and say, Merry Christmas. 
All right, now, let me ask you guys a question. What is the greatest gift we could open up on Christmas? Jesus. Come on. What is Christmas all about? It's all about Jesus. Is it better to give or, the, or to receive? It's better to give. And can I encourage you, church? You guys have modeled this more this year than I've ever seen. You have been the most generous, compassionate, kind church, lifting up the greatest reason we celebrate Christmas. Come on, say his name one more time. One, two, three. Jesus. Come on, this is a Jesus church right here. And in Luke chapter 2, verse 2, the very first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their hometown to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth. Quick quiz questions for the boys and girls. Who was Joseph? The father of... All right, who was Mary? The mother... All right, we're going to walk away today with... We're going to learn some stuff today. (laughs) I asked my kids last night, I said, what did y'all learn about Christmas? It was funny listening to all the answers, but it was good. Joseph went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. And he went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. And she wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Hold on one second. This part right here always got me as a kid. I always wondered why was there no room for Mary and Joseph to have Jesus anywhere except for a barn, anywhere except for a stable? Why would no one make room? And my dad, as a a pastor's kid, I remember my dad always reminding me, my brother John, my sister Sarah and Ruthie, to make room for Jesus. Make room for Jesus. Create space in your house for Jesus. How many of y'all took time? Well, you did. You came to church this morning. But I want to encourage you every Christmas, whether church falls on Christmas or not, take time on Christmas Day, on every day, to make room for Jesus to fill your house. Jesus wants to fill your family. He wants to fill your living room. He wants to fill your car. You know, this year has been such a blessing, taking time to really invest in prayer, that we focus as a church. This year, we've increased our prayer time. I believe in 2023, what's going to keep people stable in unstable times is a focus on prayer, really getting our hearts, making room and space in our minds to focus on Jesus. That night, there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. The angel said, do not be afraid. I bring you good news. Everybody say, good news. That will bring great joy. Everybody say, great joy. Woo! Come on, great joy. Last night, the cowboys beat the eagles, and I had some great joy. How about them cowboys? And uh, this great joy is not just for cowboys fans or OU Sooner fans. This great joy is for all people, or OSU Cowboy fans, for Harry, Sneed, and Catherine over there. This great joy is for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Y'all, when Jesus is Lord of our life, we don't have to worry about anything. 
we can trust that God is going to take care of us. That God's going to give us joy. He's going to give us peace. This is the, the announcement that the angel gave to the shepherds. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. I want us just to close our eyes all over this place. And I want you to just imagine that baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. There was no room anywhere else in Bethlehem, but right there in that dirty, messy manger, God became one of us. God moved into the mess of our world. He wasn't intimidated by the dirt, the mud, the junk, the animal junk that was all around. He came right there and he began to whine like a little baby. He showed us that he was willing to become vulnerable. He was willing to become weak and dependent on his mother Mary, just like one of us. And he would grow up and he would leave that manger and he'd go to the cross. And he would die for our sins. With our heads bowed, our eyes closed, Lord, I pray that you would speak to us this morning on Christmas Day. Remind us, God, of the joy that we have in Jesus. The mystery of your love. God, that we would unwrap the greatest present that we could open up this Christmas. And it's you. It's your presence. It's your peace. It's your love. It's your joy. It's your mercy. It's your grace. So, Lord, I pray that we would leave different than we came in. That we would leave with wonder. That we would leave with a sense of compassion. In Jesus' name, everybody said? Everybody said? Amen. Amen. Did you guys have a good Christmas Eve last night? How many of you guys love the food around Christmas time? I got some, uh, some ingredients up here with me. Someone, a mystery person, gave me a box of chocolates. Or I guess it's a, yeah, it's like a round box. Can I get some help? This is kind of hard to open with a microphone. And Pastor Ty, I want you to just show these chocolates to everyone. Look at that. Look at that fudge. That is, y'all, I don't know what's in it, but it is good. Like it... It did something. It was good. I was eating some of this this past week. And y'all are like, what? What was in that, Paul? I don't know. It's a mystery. Everybody say mystery. Would anybody like some of these chocolates this morning? I promise you they're clean. Pastor Ty, would you walk around just give some people some chocolates this Christmas? You never know what's going to happen on Christmas at Victory. You came to the right place this morning. We'll try to get every section a couple of chocolates. We're going to multiply the, 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 the chocolates this morning. Everybody say mystery. Mystery. Discover the mystery. What's in those chocolates? Last night, my wife cooked an amazing bowl of soup for our family. Tortilla soup. And I was saying, I told her, I said, this is so good, I want seconds. Ashley's a good cook. And, um, and so I was sitting there, and I was trying to figure out what is in Ashley's soup. I mean, it had some corn in there, a little bit of, did it have some tomatoes in there? It had, I mean, it was some chicken. It was so good. And I started thinking, what ingredients make up a really good Christmas? What ingredients make up a really good life? What is this mystery of what God sent to you and to I? The Bible talks about the mystery we have in God, the mystery of Christ, the mystery of his love, his power. Paul the apostle described this mystery. He talked about it often. He would talk about it to the Jews. He would say, there's a mystery out there. And you haven't seen it yet because you're looking with natural eyes. But it requires faith. It requires a, a heart and a eyes of understanding to see who God is and what God has done through his son. 
that he came to the earth and he came as a baby and he came and he surprised the world with his goodness and his grace. When I think about those chocolates and I think about the soup that Ashley made, I think about my favorite things at Christmas are eating a really good meal, watching a really good Christmas movie, and sitting with my family nice and warm. But then I start thinking about what are the wrong ingredients? And some of us have accidentally brought some of the wrong ingredients even this morning. How can we, how can we discover the real mystery of God's love when we're carrying the wrong recipe into our daily routine. For some of us, we came into the room with stress. Everybody say stress. Say relax. Go with the flow. Have a chocolate. First Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says, cast your cares on Christ. Did you know the mystery of God's love is that he invites us to live a stress-free life? He invites us to experience a life where we can cast our cares on him. When Jesus was dining at a certain house, he was eating and all the recipe had been brought. And there was food on the table, but there was one person who was stressed out. She could not sit still. She was working. She was angry. She was frustrated. Nobody's helping me in the kitchen. Her name was Martha. Martha was stressed out. And Jesus said, Martha, Martha. The table has been set. Christmas is here. Relax. Mary has found the one thing that matters this year. And it's not worry or fear or stress or anxiety. It's the presence of God. Can I tell you this morning, some of us came in and we're stressed. I don't know about you. I felt a little stressed this morning. I was watching our five kids rip through their Christmas presents. And I immediately went to the kitchen, got a trash bag. And I am literally like, guys, pick up the trash right now. And Ashley was like, honey, they're just opening their presents. I was like, we got to clean up right now. She's like, let them enjoy the presents. And I could feel my blood pressure. I could feel like my body was like, I want to clean. I want to get this all picked up. And, and I had to calm down. Everybody say, calm down. One of the parts of the mystery of God's love is that he invites us to relax. He doesn't say, work hard and then you can receive my love. He doesn't say, clean up the kitchen and then you can receive my mercy. He says, cast your cares on me. Relax. Rest in the finished work of Jesus Christ. There will always be something to stress about. But today, let's open up the presence of God. Let's look each other in the eyes. Let's learn to embrace the mess of the manger and that Jesus is okay with trash all around. He just wants us to embrace his presence. Now, I'm still going to pick up the trash later on, and somebody has to do it. Come on, Martha. Is there any Marthas in the house today? Y'all need some. You're like, I need my family's help later on to clean up the kitchen and clean up the living room. But sometimes we just need to rest. Another part of the wrong recipe is selfishness. The selfishness steals the joy of Christmas. It steals the mystery of Christmas. Selfishness continues to keep the focus on us. I didn't get what I want. I'm mad that so-and-so got that toy. I didn't get that toy. What about me? Me, 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 me. Selfish always says me, 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 me. Last night at Christmas Eve service, I was here. Who wants a toy? And everybody was going, me, 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 me. But how often does God ask us to turn the focus all throughout Scripture, he says, get the focus off yourself. If you want to live a blessed life, focus on others. 
Who can I bless? Who can I help? Who can I serve? Where can I give my time, my treasure, my talent, my energy? Don't bring selfishness into Christmas this year. Get the focus off you back on Jesus. Why don't we just close our eyes just for a second right now and just say, Jesus at the center. Jesus at the center of it all. Lord, I pray, God, that this year we would continue to take the focus off ourselves. God, where there's been a selfish focus in any of us, God, boys and girls, moms and dads, grandparents, Lord, help us to get the focus back on you and on others. We're talking about what is this mystery? What's this mystery recipe that makes this life and Christmas so special? And I could keep going through all the wrong stuff, comparison, critical spirit, angry, grudge, you know, unmerciful to people. But let's talk about the right recipe. Let's talk about what makes the right recipe for the mystery of Christmas. I think the first part is prayer. Prayer. That prayer is the ingredient that brings everything together. Prayer is that one ingredient that when you put it in the mix... Whatever made those chocolates taste so good. Whatever made Ashley's soup taste so good. I I believe whatever is going to make our lives worth living, it begins with prayer. Prayer. Prayer is that focused, meditating state that God is with us. God is for us. Whatever needs I have, whatever praise or accolades I've made, I bring it into a place of prayer. I bring it back into a place of surrender. Prayer is getting my mind fixed back on who really matters. In fact, right now, let's just close our eyes. Let's just, if you know how to say a prayer, just begin to pray over your spirit this morning, whatever you need. If you need peace, just speak it over your heart this morning. If you need joy, just begin to pray it. If you need healing in your family, if you're praying for a loved one, to get right with God. Just learn to turn your cares, your worries, your excitement into a place of prayer to say, God, I look to you. Lord, I trust in you. Whatever that prayer is right now, just close your eyes. Maybe maybe you're watching at home. Bring that ingredient today into your life. Prayer. Lord, thank you. And Jesus said, when you pray, start with this, our Father, our Father. Y'all, one thing I love about Christmas is it's a reminder of family. That we have a father. We're not orphans. We've been adopted into the family of God. God cares about family. God started with the family of Abraham. He started with a man who thought and wanted children, but thought he would never have children. And God blessed him with children. God cares about your family. He cares about your parents, your children, your grandparents, your estranged relatives. God cares about families. And if we'll bring our prayers to him, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, give us this day our daily bread. Bring your needs to God. Bring your desires to God. Get your heart in alignment with God. Pray with the prayer of trust. Pray for those things that that haven't changed yet, that need to turn around. How many of y'all are believing for some miracles in your life, some breakthroughs, some things that are beyond your control and you're going... I gave up on it this year. I was praying for it, but it never happened. And so I hear God saying, pull that off the shelf and start praying again. Start believing for that impossible situation to become possible. Secondly, the second ingredient that makes our life, makes Christmas so special, the mystery ingredient is the word of God. Every time we open the word at victory, we start with a shout. 
Why? Because the word of God is exciting. The word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. The word of God still speaks. It's still alive. It's still powerful. Jesus is our daily bread. His word. The word was in the beginning. And in the beginning was the word of God. We need to get that flavor of God's word in our lives. This morning, right, right before we open presents, we started off with the Christmas story. And we're going around the room. We're asking the kids, you know, what they know about the Christmas story. And there's something special about getting your lives centered around what does God's word say? What does God's word say about this day? What does God's word say about my family? What does God's word say about my finances? What does God's word say about this year, about next year? Secondly is joy. Or thirdly is joy. Joy. That God wants you to bring some joy. I got some birthday cake granola with me this morning. Joy. Everybody say joy. Joy is what Christmas is really about, that Jesus came to bring good news that would cause great joy for your life. You know, I think about one of my favorite Christmas movies, and it's Elf. And uh, our family watched Elf. How many of y'all have seen the movie Elf before? Okay. And one thing I love about, is his name, his name's Buddy, right? Okay, so Buddy, he just brings joy. Like everywhere he is in the movie, world's greatest cup of coffee, congratulations. You know, he's decorating the store. He just brings a flavor of joy. And that's why everybody loves Buddy, because we all need a little bit more joy in our life. How about this year? How about today? How about this week? You choose to bring joy into the atmosphere. That where you've brought some anger, some stress, you've been maybe short-fused, getting frustrated with people. What if you chose, you know what? I'm going to bring some cheesy buddy elf joy to my family this year. I'm going to have some fun. We're going to laugh together. We're going to put on a happy movie. We're going to put on a song. We're going to do something fun together. Joy. Joy is the perfect ingredient that leads us into a place of trust. Trusting in God's love. Joy is a muscle that has to be exercised. Joy is not something we automatically feel. It's a decision we make. I don't have to have all my circumstances in order to have joy. Joy is not the result of everything working out my way. Joy is the result of the decision I make in my heart that this day is the day the Lord has made. And I will rejoice and be glad in it. Just turn to that person next to you and say, be joyful. It's okay to smile. You know, smiling adds to your face value. Smiling is, smiling is something that we can all bring into church together. You may not always feel like smiling, but when we choose to smile, it just changes the atmosphere. You just go, what are you smiling about? I don't know. God's good. God's good. Jesus was born. Jesus gave his life for us. There's reasons we can rejoice. Fourthly is love love, that this year you would unwrap that gift, that mystery of God's love, that Jesus came because he loves us. He didn't come to punish us. He didn't come to condemn us. He came because he loves us. Christmas is about the love of God, for God so loved the world. He loves you. He loves me. You know, this morning I was just hugging my kids. I was saying, I love you. We love you. We love you. I love you. You can never tell your loved ones You love them too much. It's always a good idea every single day. You never know when the last time will be that you say to your mom, I love you. That you say to your son, your daughter, we're never promised tomorrow. So choose to speak love. Choose to show love. 
choose to give love. Love is, is something we give without strings attached. 1 Corinthians 13 says, love is patient. Love is kind. Love is humble. Love is not rude or proudful or boastful. Love has forbearance. Love makes room for people's flaws. Love makes room. Love is mature enough to handle people's immaturity. Love keeps no record of wrongs. Love is long-fused, not short-fused. Love is not easily offended. Choose ahead of time before you go into a family situation. I refuse to let anyone steal the love that God's put inside my heart. I refuse to let a, a petty little offense steal the maturity of God's love that he's put inside me. I got two more points here, and that's forgiveness. And before I get to the last one, I want to talk about forgiveness. Because this Christmas, one of the greatest ingredients we can bring to our family and to our world is forgiveness. Forgiveness. It's to say, I choose to let go of the hurt that you caused me. It doesn't say that the hurt was okay. It just says, I'm not holding on to it. I'm not holding on to the grudge. I'm going to pour out the mercy that I've received. I'm going to give out the compassion that God has given me. Come on, everybody needs a little bit of honey, some honey. I'm going, to res- I'm going to give the same forgiveness that Christ showed me. This is what Paul said in Colossians 3, verse 12. He said, clothe yourselves in compassion. Clothe yourselves in mercy. Clothe yourselves in gentleness with one another. The world is harsh. You know, I walked into a, a uh, grocery store this past week, and I was picking up some stuff for people, and you could just feel the intensity in the space. People were tense. People were frustrated. People were upset. I was walking past a couple, and they were mad at each other, and, and I was walking, and I was standing in line. You could tell people were in a hurry, and, and, and it was like there was this intensity, and I just thought about it. I was like, Lord, I pray that I can bring into an atmosphere a spirit of compassion a spirit of mercy, that I'm not easily offended or upset with somebody in line or somebody in traffic. Paul went on to say in Colossians 3, verse 13, he says this, he says, bear with each other, bear with each other. You know, when I was a kid, I, I used to think that this meant like to act like a bear. And so John and I were like, Rawr! bear with each other. And uh, my mom was like, no, it's not bear with each other. It's like bear with each other. And I'm like, what does that mean? It means to allow each other to have moments where, like, okay, here's a good example. Last night, or two days ago, I was at BB's house, my mom. We're all together. And Jude, my nephew, had a avocado seed that he's trying to grow avocados. And he put it in a jar with water. And I set my jacket down, and I knocked that, that avocado seed jar over, and the water went everywhere. And people were just looking at me, you know, because this is, as a kid, I used to accidentally spill stuff a lot. And so when my kids spill stuff, I can see where they got it from. How many of y'all accidentally knock stuff over, spill stuff? You are that person in the family. Your family's looking at you right now. They're like, this guy, this girl right here always knocks it off the table. Well, I was thankful. Nobody went off on me. Nobody was like, you, you know, called me a name. And uh, nobody made me feel terrible. (laughs) In fact, my, my brother-in-law, he came over. He's like, I'll help you clean it up. You know, so he's helping me clean it up. And, but I was thinking about it that sometimes we can get so upset over little things with one another. 
get so angry. You did it wrong. This is what Paul the Apostle says, forgive one another. Bear with each other. Don't get easily angered over little things. If any one of us has an offense in 2022 towards anybody in our family or our room or the church or the world, forgive them as Christ has forgiven you. The greatest ingredients we could bring, the mystery of Christmas is that God sent his son to forgive people who weren't even sorry. That God sent his son to show compassion to people who had shaken their fists at him. The very people who put nails in his hands were the ones he came to die for. And the last ingredient that we can open this year at Christmas is peace. Peace. Just put your hand on your heart and say peace. 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 This Christmas, God wants you to open up his peace. Peace comes from resting in the promises of God. Trusting that God, Emmanuel, Christmas, God with us. Why don't we stand to our feet all over this place? As we come to the end of this Christmas service, there's a lot of things we have to be thankful for. How many are thankful this Christmas? That's a bonus ingredient right there. That'll make your life better, a hundred times better. Just being thankful, being thankful. Maybe the present you got wasn't the one you wanted. Maybe it requires batteries you don't have yet. (laughs) You're like, great, doesn't even work. Got to get batteries. (laughs) Maybe, maybe, Maybe the present you got is too small. You're like, just a reminder, I need to lose a little bit more weight. (laughs) That was me. Like I'm a, not, not, not today, but I forget what year was. Someone bought me something and it was really nice, but it was just too small. I was like, Fat guy in a little coat. Uh, <laughs> and then there's years where I get something that's too big, and I'm like, why'd you get it three sizes bigger? Like, but sometimes we look at all of our gifts, and, 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 and there's reasons we can be upset or complain or be frustrated or compare. But just to stay in that place of gratitude, to say, man, I'm just grateful to be alive. I'm grateful for family. I'm grateful for Jesus. I'm grateful for his peace. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 10, if you're tired, come to me. If you're weary, come to me. If you're hurting, come to me. If you're broken, come to me. If you need family, come to Jesus. If you're lonely, come to Jesus. If you feel like you've been abandoned this year, come to Jesus. If you feel like you've been ignored this year, come to Jesus. If you feel like you've been forgotten this Christmas, come to Jesus. If you feel like you've been pushed out to pasture, come to Jesus. He has purpose for you. He has life for you. He has joy for you. He has peace for you. He has grace for you. If you feel like you've missed it this year, come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. That is the mystery of Christmas is he says, come And you don't have to come put together. You don't have to come perfect. You don't have to come with with all the right ingredients. You can come with all the wrong ingredients. And he can change you. He can heal you. He can save you. He can comfort you. He can be your friend if you feel like you've got none. He can be your family if you feel like you've lost him. He's a father to the fatherless. He's the defender of the widow. He loves you. He's with you. He's for you. He's not against you. With heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're here today, we're just going to end with some worship, and I'm going to open this altar. But if you're here today, and you just need more of Jesus in your life. You just go, man, I'm, I'm here today, and maybe you're saved, but you just go, I need more of those ingredients you were talking about. I need more of his peace. I need more of his joy. I need his love. I need his forgiveness flowing in me and through me. 
I need more prayer in my life. I need more of his word to rule and reign over situations that are beyond my ability. I need to get my focus back on Jesus. If that's you, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. I'm just going to ask you to leave your row. Just come down to this altar. If you want to come as a family, if you want to come with your dad, your mom, if you want to come with your sons, your daughters, and we're just going to take a few minutes this Christmas to surrender. God is more impressed with your surrender than your success. And when we come to him and we just say, Jesus, it's all about you. It's all from you. It's all through you. It's all to you. It's all for you. This year, I give you my life, my past, my present, my future. I surrender. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I worship you. Let's just worship him all over this place. Let's just give him our hearts. Let's give him our lives. Let's give him our tears. Let's give him our our hopes. Let's give him our cares. Cast all your cares upon him. your tears he's with you he's your prince of peace he's your wonderful counselor he's your mighty God he's your everlasting father he's with you and he's for you just to invite anyone down to this altar today that you need to forgive family members. You need to forgive some people in your life who've hurt you. Maybe they're not family. Maybe it's somebody else. But if you need to offer forgiveness and and the Lord's tugging on your heart to, to forgive someone, come and join us at the altar. If you're in the room and you just go, man, I, I need to forgive some people. I need to show some mercy. Maybe you need to forgive yourself. Maybe shame has been holding holding you back. Regret, guilt, 
Maybe you've been angry at yourself. Today is a great day to receive the presence of his forgiveness, the present of his mercy, the mystery of his kindness. It's his goodness that leads us to repentance. I also just feel to invite anyone in the room today, if you're watching online and you just feel lonely and you just need to know that God is with you. You need to know that he's not abandoned you. He's not forgotten you. He's not ignoring you. He's not rejecting you. He's close to the brokenhearted. If that's you, just come join us at the altar. Maybe you feel far from God. You feel like you've wandered, you've drifted from God. Maybe you've never truly surrendered to Jesus. Come join us at the altar. His peace is here. His salvation is here. His mercy is here. your hand on your heart and say, Jesus, thank you for loving me, for coming from heaven to earth, for me, for our whole world, because you love us. You are for me, not against me. You are with me. You'll never leave me, never forsake me, never abandon me, because you love me. So I receive your peace, your joy, your love, your forgiveness, your gentleness, your kindness. And I choose to show it to those around me. Help me, Lord. Holy Spirit, give me strength to walk it out. I give you my cares, my worry, 
fear, hurts, anger. I surrender because I need you, Lord. So be Lord of my life, my past, my present, my future. I give it to you and I trust you because you're good. You're my father. You deserve the glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I love you, Victor.